Hey there everyone, I'm Jeff. And I'm Tony. And uh, this is our new idea for a podcast, I guess it's like a podcast pilot if you would. Uh, we're going to call it First Impressions because uh, I think Tony, you, you and I have impressions on a lot of things. We do, we, we impress upon others too. <laughs> that's true, on, I impress upon each other. You impress me. <laughs> I impress myself, so that's fair enough. Uh, so we're going to be talking about essentially like different ideas and comparisons, uh, you know, vamping on that, that idea of the, you know, something versus something else, you know, ranking things, all that kind of stuff. And then we're also going to impose on you some of our, um, we think they're pretty good impressions. Are you going to do some impressions? Well, that's, that's the idea. It's, it's first impressions. What's well, we, no, no, no. We've got, to, we've got to tease it out. We've got to tease it out here. We've got to tease it out here. I'm just trying to get you to entertain me. Oh, well, you know, um, I mean, I'm not Robbie Williams. Like, you know, you've got to... No, no. Um, oh, yeah, he did say He did say that. Yeah. That was, he wasn't... Oh, he no, it was... No, yeah, he's not, but he's not entertaining you specifically. I don't think he was thinking of you when he was writing this song. Let me entertain you isn't it do, 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 do. I don't want to get sued so we got to stop there but um actually I think it's 30 seconds is the limit as to how much you can do of a song yeah I think is that the 10% rule yeah I believe so yeah but that that assumes every song is three minutes long it does but yeah so what if you it's a safe assumption yeah. in in the kind of world where people are going to sue people I think well, but then you think about it this way. Is 10% of three minutes actually 30 seconds? That yeah, doesn't sound right. Yes, it is. Because it's not metrics of 100. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the met- metrics of 60. That doesn't even... Oh, that's, that's just blown my mind. I, I, just, oh. I just used a really badly informed mathematical principle to try to blown get around. by Robbie Williams. Oh, oh well. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Okay, so moving on. Uh, we've got this central premise for this idea of like comparing things because it seems to me i don't know about you tones but the internet is basically just like lists now listicles uh this versus this it seems to be like the whole premise for buzzfeed as i understand it right right yes yes there's plenty of listicles and i cherish listicles i don't get too many comparison listicles though might Mm. just be my feed my niche of uh networks of peers yeah, but the, I, comparison, I, the comparisons aren't really there for me, but I often do compare things. It is true. Like, for example, um, what was your favourite Disney film? You see, I've been tossing you know, around with this one, like, or wrestling with it, I guess. Uh, I, for me, it's like it's a, it's a down the line between The Lion King and Aladdin. That's fair. Yeah. So not, you're not a Little Mermaid kind of guy. No, no. Like, not a Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast is boring. I've never seen it. Oh, you've never seen Beauty and the Beast? Or The Little Mermaid. Yeah. But I love The Lion King. I cried as a child. I'm sure you can understand when I cried. I don't think I cried in Aladdin. Hakuna Matata? Like, wouldn't you? Yeah. It was just so <laughs> What <joyous>. a wonderful phrase. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. It's just like, what a beautiful... You just... You know what? You were listening to Billy Crystal sing and you were just like... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I think, you know, I think... What The Lion King did really well was that kind of idea of loss, that idea of pathos. And, and I can always think back to Simba. And I think James Earl Jones has a lot of gravitas <laughs> to bring to that. Simba. Simba. In the same way that I remember um, being a kid and, and actually crying. You know, I think it's a bit of a cliche crying at the end of Terminator 2. Oh, yeah. When, when Arnie puts the thumb up when as he, he goes the into the up. molten metal. I, very... Okay, let's just go. How old were you when you saw Terminator 2? Think I was eight? Yeah, I was like seven. Yeah, and I was I was distraught. Like, 
That that movie's disturbing though. Like there's a you know the T one thousand played by the wonderful Robert Patrick turns his metal finger into like a spike and puts it through a woman's eye in her house as she's pouring herself a glass of milk. But we see that happen to men in every yeah, kind that's, of yeah, that's genre true. of film. Why not? <laughs> this you is know, the age of equality. This yeah, is that's true. That's true. You know, 19, op- 1992. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember the remains of the day when Anthony Hopkins decided, oh, you know, I'm just going to turn my finger into a metal spear and just put it through some guy's eye? So. I haven't seen remains of the day. I haven't seen, yeah. That's a great, that's a great movie. Terminator 2 was fantastic. Terminator 2 is a bloody great movie. And I was really young when I saw... I used to watch all kinds of like really um, violent films. I remember watching Predator and I had a friend who came over to my house and watched... I was like, let's watch Predator. And he was like, oh, I don't know about this because he just knew that it wasn't the kind of film that he was allowed to watch and yeah. was worried he'd be scared. And I was like, pussy. <laughs> Get to the chopper. yeah and just like i the predators like it's an interesting concept in that 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 thing can it has like it has like no characterization whatsoever really the predator thing yeah the the, the actual predator well i guess so but the imagined other yeah but, but, but like it's I guess Alien... Well, I think it wasn't it written by the same people who wrote Alien? I'm pretty sure. Don't know. Who wrote Alien? Ridley Scott uh, directed it. Ridley Scott directed it. I'm, uh, I don't know the name of the guy, but it was... He was a writer or producer on the ill-fated um, uh, Twilight Zone movie. There was a Twilight Zone Oh, yeah. Film. I'm, I'm just glad we're doing this, this podcast so I can educate you, Tony. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, here I am, my yeah. liege. <laughs> Tell me. Well, back in the nineteen seventies. Um. So yeah, I think it so was nineteen seventies. I'm pretty sure cool. it was in the. It was in the. You know, it must have been in the seventies because Alien was released in nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. Okay. So it was the Twilight Zone movie, and then this was to reboot this yep. writer's career. Yeah. 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 No. 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 So I think he was doing the Twilight Zone movie, but I think he. My understanding is he really wanted to do Aliens because obviously the Twilight Zone movie is that's a gig like that was a yeah. a show in the sixties and blah 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 blah. Um. But. The there was there were the lead, there was the lead actor whoever that was and and two child actors in a helicopter on set and it crashed and they died. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So it was really bad. And then they they basically like people were saying that this movie's cursed because they shouldn't be remaking it anyway, mm. so on and so forth. So then when the I think it was like two guys who wrote Alien. They met H.R. Geiger, the artist who did the alien art. Yeah. And they actually met him on set because he, he was the design artist for that movie, the Twilight Zone movie. And then they, they ran into him and they said, hey, how are you going, H.R. Geiger? And he just goes, oh, I want to show you these, these drawings that I've been doing. And they were all of the xenomorphs, the aliens from the alien movies. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I see these in my dreams. And, I, and I, when I wake up, I draw them. Typical. Yeah, yeah, and then and and then apparently and they're like, "Whoa, that's the most frightening stuff we've ever seen in our lives." And then he had like an old wooden box with you know sort of carvings and engravings all over it, and he and he opened it up and there's all this white powder and they go, "What is this?" And he goes, "Oh, it's opium. Would you like some?" And they said, "No, thank you." But can we talk? Can we write a story involving those aliens? So apparently that's how it started. Ah, yeah. So Geiger, yeah, was one of the because I always look at his works, um, in, you know, whenever I see a Geiger. Thing, I think about it as very kind of derivative sci-fi horror 
but actually it's sort of flipping it the other way where the sci-fi horror is somewhat derivative of his vision, which is exactly what we want. Yeah, it's a, no, it's a, it's a marriage. It's a marriage. It's a beautiful marriage. It's a beautiful marriage with, with hideous with monsters. Animatronics <laughs> under the vision of Ridley Scott. Yeah. Yeah, you know the original, in the original Alien, um, this should just become now an Alien podcast, essentially. Alien podcast. <laughs> for the, um, uh, for the, you know, like, to venerate the uh, Alien series, but, um, yeah, the original one was a dude in a suit. What? Yep. Wait, the original film... The original is a good dude in a suit. one alien. Yep, there's one a alien. hugger and an alien. Yes, yeah, so obviously there's no human in the face hugger. It's like, it's like a really, really small little person. And it's only a human when <laughs> yeah, the alien's yeah, fully yeah. grown. No, actually... when it comes out of the dude's chest, you can see the scale wouldn't quite work. Yeah, that is true. Unless they got like 20 worms and just jammed them together, they pulled them out of the ground and then they just put it in rubber and that's what happened. I can imagine that was on the list of possibilities <laughs> that they would try... And then they realised, you know what, I don't think that's necessary. And then John Hurt goes, no, no, I won't be doing that. John Hurt. I won't have 20 worms in rubber bursting out of my chest. So that's, was, a pretty good, that's a pretty good John Hurt, I guess. That was cracking. Yeah, and then thank there, you. Wasn't Christopher Lloyd the, the droid? No, no it wasn't Christopher Lloyd. No, and, no, it was. He's a Welshman. Um, uh, who was it? Um, um, oh, crap. You talk about something, it's going to come back to this me. Is, this is the podcast where Jeff remembers things that he has, hasn't quite got on the tip of his tongue. Remember. Uh, oh, okay, actually, what's that from? Remember. Remember. I'll give you a hint. It's the Lion King. No, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Actually, do you know why you like the pathos in The Lion King so much? Talk to me. Okay. You know, it's Hamlet. Well, I've heard that. It, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not just I've heard that. It is Hamlet. Is it though? Yes. Okay. So I know that, okay, I know that there is sort of a parallel with say Aladdin and Shakespeare where you've got a character named Iago. Yeah. In Aladdin. <laughs> in the Lion uh, King though, he, this, is, this is what I don't quite understand. Yes, you have uh, an uncle that kills your father that, and then kind of shacks up with the queen. Mm-hmm. That is part of it. Yeah, Claudius and Gertrude. But you don't really have um, the, the whole kind of thing of a ghost or the apparition that sort of sets the whole thing together. No. You well, don't have the existential angst other than the fact that Simba goes and smokes pot with two dickheads <laughs> for a, sings, a few years. Sings Hakuna Matata for sings 10 Hakuna years. <laughs> but he's sort of not that kind of melancholic. He's sort of more of a nihilist, whereas, whereas Hamlet's a deep kind of existential thinker. No, I don't think he's a... Is he a nihilist? I think, I think Simba's... Um, he's more just a hedonist. Yeah, all right. You know, like he's just there, he's singing Hakuna Matata, you know, just hanging out with Timon and Pumbaa, just doing nothing. But Hamlet can't be like that. He's too heavy. Yeah. Yeah, but Hamlet is an actor, though. Remember that as well. Talk to me. Set, well, you know, in Act uh, in act 2, uh, scene, Act 2, Scene 2, set the word to the action and the action to the word. I'm not mad, but mad in part. I know a hand from... Uh, I know a hawk from a handsaw. Yeah. So he's an actor. Okay. Yeah. So, so I think that the, the fact that Hamlet's an actor, then you, you can draw like a through line to Simba going and seeing Hakuna Matata in the Savannah or whatever, you know, with Billy Crystal. How's your Billy Crystal? Let's try try to Billy Crystal here. Oh, I'm, no, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. Jump right into a Billy Crystal. I've already done like He's... five impressions. No, like... I know, but th- that, that's it. Um, and, and the first one was the best. Oh, thank you. Um, Which was that? Uh, they're all good. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And I'm hearing them all for the first time. It's completely unrehearsed. That's, that's, yeah, that's true, except that we do this all the time whenever we meet at family occasions. So I don't, I don't think I could do a Billy Crystal. I, I, I could go off and do some research and come back and, right, and okay. see, where it, okay. see where it lands okay. us. Yeah. He's kind of got that, uh, you know, nasally... Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm Billy Crystal. Mike Wazowski. Yeah, Mike, Mike Wazowski. That's the other guy, sorry, referencing Mike Wazowski. Which guy? Mike Wazowski. Oh, the other character. The other character. That's the only thing whenever I hear Mike Wazowski, I always hear that. Yeah. Yeah. That's just because I, I taught students for a while. They're always going, Mike Wazowski. I'm like, yeah, I get it. All right, we've got to do Hamlet. So, yeah. So yeah. I suppose what we're identifying here is is literary themes between, I suppose, what's not high culture. What we, you know, you've got your Hamlet yeah. expressed through Disney. Yeah. Uh, and, and to be fair, Disney was once a very high art context um, really? collaborating with Salvador Dali in his prime. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They made films together. Um, the, the surrealist vision was absolutely perfect for animation and it was um, sequential, uh, sequential photography and animation, sequential drawing and the cinema that, that really gave surrealism its language. We, are, we find ourselves embedded in surrealist visual language to this day. Well, that's pretty highbrow. Yeah. No, that's so, good. That was so, good, Tony. So it kind of, you, you bridge these kinds of things, but how they're expressed today with pop culture uh, seems fa- fairly lowbrow. But, but I, I still just can't, I, I think I'd need a bit of convincing or a bit, of, bit more um, interpretation, interpret, interpretive evidence to link The Lion King to Hamlet because even when you talk, even when you quote Hamlet, I'm kind of sitting here going... Thank you. What does that even mean? Oh, but you know, because that, that's how I've always come to Shakespeare. I've gone like, is he really saying that? Yes, really. He's a genius. If 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 you look at the grammatical structure of it, does it mean that? Yes. Set the word to the action, and the action to the word. Talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like it's just you know, it is. See, it, 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 the Lion King is a is a watered down version of Hamlet. Yeah. yeah. It's like Hamlet for idiots and children. Well, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's good. <laughs> I liked it a lot more than Hamlet. Yeah, and uh, uh, you've never taught Hamlet. I've taught it. Hey, everyone. Uh, thanks so much for listening to First Impressions. Uh, this is Jeff here, by the way, unless you haven't worked that out. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, uh, you can send us an email at firstimpressionspodcastjt at gmail.com. So that's firstimpressionspodcastjt at gmail.com. So F I R S T I M P R E S I O N S impressions P O D C A S T J T at gmail.com. Uh, we've got more episodes to come. <laughs>